0: Spring of Life Fellowship and Pastor Omar Vasquez invites you to listen to a message of restoration and strengthening for your life. Be a part of the vision, changing the world. La Iglesia Spring of Life Fellowship y el Pastor Omar Vasquez le invitan a escuchar un mensaje de restauración y fortaleza para su vida. Sea parte de la visión cambiando el mundo. all of the ten chapters is to restore the function of the valley gate in God's church so that it's functioning as God intended and not as we intend Um, in the valley gate we're gonna see that God's people learn many things and when they're going through the valleys and in the process of of the valley experience one of the first things they're gonna learn they're gonna see is that uh, they have to follow God and that means wherever God may lead because we may tend to want to choose where we want to follow God, right? Well, I want to go here, but I don't want to go there. But we have to learn that we have to follow God wherever he may lead. And that includes valleys. And valleys are just what they are. We're not going to cherry coat them. Valleys are, are times in our lives where we're going to experience trials. Valleys are times in our lives where we're going to experience testing. There's suffering involved sometimes in Valleys. So it's an overall picture where where we will be facing difficult times. And the question is not only to go through the valleys, but what this chapter most speaks about is how we're going to go through the valleys. Because when God lays out a valley before you and allows situations in your life, you're going to go through them. But the question is, are you going to go through them kicking and screaming and complaining and even cursing God? Or are you going to go through them with joy right? Like the Word of God says, like that chapter explains to us, if you've read it. Are you going to go through it with godly perspective? And perspective speaks about your frame of mind. Are you going to go through it with confidence, knowing in who you've believed? Are you going to go through it with confidence and knowing that you serve a good God? And are you going to go through with it expecting a victory? Or are you just going to be going through it, waiting to see what happens? And if you're able to go through these valleys, with this perspective. You're going to learn that you're going to see as you go through valleys in your Christian walk that God never fails. God never loses. Even when you're going through trials, even when you're going through valleys, even when we're going through difficult times, we will learn that God never fails. So when you're going through valleys and you're following God and you're going through with joy, you're seeing that God never fails, that God never, never loses, you're going to learn to trust God because you're going to see that God did not fail you. You're going to learn that during these trials, God had a purpose. You're going to see what it was. You're going to learn what it was, and you're going to grow from it. You're going to mature from it. And one of the things that this chapter speaks about that is a little bit harder to do, and I really had to think about it, where God's word in this chapter speaks about that you have to embrace your difficult times you have to embrace your valley and embracing means exactly what it sounds like it means you're going to have to hug that valley you're going to have to make it yours you're going to have to own it right because you could what's the alternative of embracing it turning your back and running right freaking out reacting wrong but that is not what God wants from us that is not what this chapter speaks about that is not what Christians should do it is not what God's word says we have to embrace it. One of the most powerful things that, that a valley or a difficult time or a, you know, something, a tragedy that may come to your life has over you is the power of fear. When these valleys come and you find yourself in a difficult situations, we are going to have emotions, we're going to have feelings. And the one that loves to creep up on you and take over is called fear. But if you're able to face that valley, And embrace that valley you take away the most powerful tool that it has over you which is the power of fear which is what clogs your brain and doesn't let you react in a godly way if you're able to embrace it you take away the power of fear which is your worst enemy and as I was thinking of this it reminded me that that not only works in the spiritual realm but it works in the physical realm in the police academy they taught us the same concept believe it or not let me have Ariel come up here a second. He's a big, intimidating-looking guy. They taught us this very same concept. And thank God I haven't had to use it, but it works. Just stand right here a second and face me. They, they teach us that if we are involved in a confrontation with, with, a, with a person, they call it a subject in the academy, and this, sub, this person, this subject is overwhelming. It's a huge valley. It's a big tragedy, right? We're speaking comparing to the valley gates and this person is cleaning my clock, I'm in a fight with him, and I cannot beat this guy. He is just too much for me. He's an MMA fighter, like there are lots of them out there nowadays. He's just too big, he's, he's beating me, he's punching me. We're, we're tangled up, I cannot get my taser, I cannot use any of the tools I have, right? What they've taught us to do is not to do what comes instinctively, which is to turn and run, right? You turn your back to the enemy, and then you're really done. What they have taught us to do, and I just kept remembering the same words when I read them there, (laughs) is to embrace, embrace that valley, embrace that subject, and hang on until help gets there, hang on until backup gets (laughs) there. When I'm embracing him, he can no longer punch me. I can bite him and I can do other things. (laughs) But when I embrace him, they will freak out. They'll say, what is this guy doing? Hugging me. <laughs> and it works. Sit down. So embrace your valley. Embrace your tragedy and hang on. Because God isn't coming. God is already there. God is with you. And you take away the biggest tool that that thing has over you, which is, the, which is fear. So why the word valleys? Why, why do uh, we compare these difficult times in our, wor- in our life with valleys? Well, valleys are, are low areas between mountains, right? Low areas represent, of course, low areas in our, in our lives, times in our lives where we're going to have trials, times in our lives where we're going to have suffering, generally difficult times, and they come in all sorts of shapes and sizes. In our lives, we're going to have both. We're going to have mountaintop experiences, mountaintop times in our lives, and we're going to have valley times in our lives. And the mountaintop experiences, those, are, those are, don't need a lot of explanation and, and we all don't need to know a lot about how to handle those, right? You kind of like just glide right through those. That's when we're the happiest. That's when things are going good in church, right? In the ministry, you're flowing. Things are going good in your job or in your business, right? Things are going good with your spouse, right? The kids are doing homework on their own, right? The dolphins are winning. That doesn't even happen in the mountaintops. <laughs> but mountaintops are where things are going good, right? We're feeling good. And I have a picture. Let's show picture number one. That, is, that man is at the mountaintop, right? You can see that he's, he's got his hands up. He's praising God. And up there, he's got a clear vision. Up there, it's sunny. It's bright. He can see for miles, he can see where he's going, he has a nice view. Up there, there are no worries. But do mountaintops last forever? Or do they have an end? What's in between the mountains that you're going through? Because when you're going through a mountain, if you've ever been to a mountain, Rockies or Smoky Mountains, if you're walking in a mountaintop, sooner or later, what ha- starts to happen? It starts to slope down. It starts to go into the valley. But what we, th- we need to know is that the deeper the valley, the taller your next mountaintop is going to be. And we need to know that God is with us both in the valleys and in the mountaintops. And not only is he with us, he's there to bless us both in the mountaintops and in the valleys, not just in the, in the, in the, in the mountaintops. Let's read the key verse that is mentioned in the, in the chapter regarding the restoration of the valley. And it's found in Nehemiah chapter 3 verse 13 you could read it in in a book if you brought it or in your Bible it says Hanan and the inhabitants of Zenoa repaired the valley gate they built it hung its doors with bolts and bars and repaired a thousand cubits of wall as far as the refuse gate God allows valleys in our lives for basically the same reason that he does everything else. And it's because he loves us. He knows that in the valleys is where we learn the most. I mean, we all have to admit that when we're in the valleys, where we, where we have learned the most. He knows that when we're in the valleys is where we mature the most, right? And it's necessary that we mature. We cannot stay in our present state forever. We know that in the, valley, in the valleys is where we mature because that is where the potter's hand applies pressure to the to the vase, or to the, to the pottery, to give it form. We know that in the valley is where the fire is able to refine into gold. And that is where he knows that we learn to trust him. Because it's one thing to have book knowledge, it's one thing to hear things, but it's another thing to live through something where you go through a valley, and God sees you through, and you learn to trust him. So it's by experience. And we also have to keep in mind through these valleys that everything that God allows in our lives works for good. Everything that God allows in our lives, even the valleys, are with a purpose. These are not random things that just happen because God had no plan and and you ran into it. Everything that God's allowed, if you're walking with the Lord, is with a purpose and part of his plan. And comes with a victory sooner or later. And I know we have testimonies in this place, countless testimonies of valleys that we have gone through as a church as families as an, as, and as individuals valleys of healing I know I, I can give you testimonies of every one of my families where we've gone through a valley of, of a, an issue where, where God came through with a healing um, valleys of financial difficulties right that's probably a, a very popular valley in these days right but the, the point is that the important thing in these valleys is our perception of the valley. We need to know what God expects of us through these valleys. Let's show picture number two. When we're going through a valley, it doesn't look like a mountaintop. It's, you can see that the valley is, a, is darker than the mountaintop. The, the sun has to break through. There's, there's mountains on each side, so there, there's going to be shadows, which means it's a darker time right? When it's darker, that means it's probably colder. You can see that in the valley, he's not going to have a view like he had in the mountaintop. So when your view is is not the same, you know, you may become disoriented, you may feel a little bit confused, you may even feel a little bit lost when you're going through the valley. And those feelings and those things that come are all normal, right? Because you're going through trials, you're going through problems. The question is, what are we going to do with that? The question is our perception and our attitude in the valley. Will we react when these things come? Will we react like the world or will we react like God's people? Because in the, in the world, when these things happen, when valleys come and they come sometimes very suddenly, people without the Lord don't turn to the Lord, obviously, so they freak out. They lose whatever little peace they may have had, right? They turn to alternative things, to pills or to whatever it might be when valleys come, they react terrified. They have no hope. All kinds of feelings come, including fear, right? And they are led by all these things. But we cannot be led by our feelings. We have to take charge of those feelings. They may come, but we have to know in who we've believed. We have to have the perspective of God, and we have to move led by the spirit of God and not by these feelings, which is the same thing Pastor Joaquin was mentioning earlier. Because for those that don't have the Lord, this entire, this whole world is one big valley for those that don't have Christ. Because even the mountaintops where things seem to be good are not, even those are a disaster. It seems good, but they're not able to enjoy their mountaintops. They're not even able to enjoy their mountaintops because they have no peace. They have no victory. They have no purpose. And today's reality shows, I couldn't help but think about that when I was writing this, is a perfect example of what I'm speaking about, right? Today we have those very popular shows, right? The Housewives of Atlanta or the Housewives of Miami, the Housewives of New Jersey. Don't look at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. The pastor's in the front row, he can't see you. Or you guys prefer the Kardashians, right? I know we have some Kardashian fans in the house. But these are perfect examples of what I'm speaking about, right? The have-it-alls, right? These people live on the mountaintop the whole time, if you see their, you know, according to their show, right? But even in their show, and these are, you know, like I said, these are the ones with the mansions, driving the Bentleys, right? They have all the nice clothes, all the social events, right? All the, the, the money, the big companies. But even in their own shows, they cannot hide that they have no peace. Even in their own shows, they cannot hide that they're a bunch of drunks Even in their own shows, they cannot hide that their entire lives are a mess. To the point that a couple of weeks ago, one of of the housewives' husbands hung himself inside of his own mansion. So the world does not know how to handle the mountaintops and much less the valleys. Neither one. But God's people, we have to show, we have to give a different example and walk in a different way. God's people can have peace and victory both in the valleys and in the mountaintops but that is going to be if and that's a big if our valley gate is restored if our valley gate is working correctly if we have peace and victory in in the valley knowing that God is with us knowing that God has a plan even through the valley and a purpose let's open your books if you brought them today and I hope you did to page 72 the restoring the gates of prevail we're going to read a paragraph from there paragraph and a half page, the, the page 72 says every believer must know that God designed valleys of suffering and tears to help bring depth and maturity into the body of Christ many churches promised their believers only mountaintop experiences and prosperity but f- but fail to prepare Christians for the valleys of life. Restoring the valley gate includes showing the church how they stand to inherit vast riches and and glory if they learn to trust God, as he perfects them through the valley of affliction. As we restore the valley gate, the church can begin to trust God as he leads them through needed valleys of adversity. If the valley gate remains broken in the church, Christians will continue to react in immature, superficial, uncommitted, and confused manners that will lead others to question and doubt God's faithfulness. A broken valley gate is evident when Christians falter and stumble, when they experience hardship and trials. Instead of enduring these valleys as God's perfect plan to the next mountaintop victory, many Christians seek after a pain-free existence, thus forsaking their walk with God and pursuing other avenues. The problem with despising the valley is that God's design that it is that it is God's design for perfecting the saints. It is God's design for perfecting the saints. Yet so many churches don't teach this. Don't, don't teach at all about the Valley Gate. Don't teach at all how to prepare God's people, their congregation for difficult times and valleys. They will only speak about the mountaintops they will only speak about prosperity and that is a rampant problem throughout the churches that's why the valley gate and the other gates are in disrepair but what a disappointment what a disappointment for these people when reality hits when the valleys come or when tragedies strike and God's people are not prepared and it's because of false doctrine it's because of false teaching when there is no valley gate these people, God's people, will react just like the world. They will act in desperation. They will doubt God. They will turn to avenues the same as the people in the world will turn to. They are ignorant of God's purposes in the valley because and only because they were never taught. They don't know that the valleys are for teaching them valuable lessons that they will need to learn. They don't know because they've never taught that the valley is for maturing so that they could be useful. in in the kingdom of God, and ministry. They don't know that in the valleys where God is forming our character so that our character diminishes and God's character increases. There's a purpose and a reason for the valleys. And God has a good plan. It's always a good plan. Flip your page over to page 73. This is an example of what I'm speaking about. In the middle of the page, it says, One day they are walking along and they are happy and have no problems. Then God allows them to experience a bump in the road. This bump makes their inward character spill out. Their inward character was not produced by the bump. Their inward character was already there. The bump simply revealed and surfaced the substance. Maybe they had the notion that their insides were created by their problem. But it is not so what is inside and the problems that God allows to bump against them only manifest their true character. And many times our true character is awfully embarrassing. These bumps in the road are the valleys, obviously. Valleys with a purpose. Because God has a plan for each one of those bumps, each one of those valleys, right? Because in the valleys... If, if we go through the valley of, of, of a sickness, if, if a sickness comes upon us, if we get ill, or one of our children or our spouses, if we go through the valley of sickness, in that valley is where you're going to meet God, your healer. Amen. In that valley is where you're going to experience firsthand that God heals. And it's only through that valley that you will be able to then not only have the head knowledge that God heals, but you will have lived it. You will have experienced it. And then... God can use you because you will have an authority. You will have a a conviction and a faith in healing that you did not have before you went through that valley. You will be able to pray for people with an authority where God will move and cause healings. But that's only learned through the valley of of, uh, meeting your healer. The same way with the financial difficulties. You know, God, if you're going through the valley of financial problems, whatever it may be, In that valley, you are going to meet the God of the second chance. It's not over. You are going to meet in that valley a God that is going to teach you the second chance. You're going to meet the God of your provision in that valley. Because if we may be relying on our own strengths, our own abilities, right? But anybody could have a downturn. Anybody could have a financial difficulty. And in that valley is where you're going to not learn to look at your own strengths and abilities, but you're going to look to God because you're going through that valley and all of a sudden your vision is not so clear anymore about this situation. All of a sudden you feel a little bit disoriented about your finances and that is when you look to God because otherwise you didn't. And there you will learn that God is a God of the second chance, right? You will learn that God can be your provider and then you will be able to help the others with a little bit more sympathy than you had before, right? Because sometimes when we're Superman and we've never had a problem in an area, Right? We look at others with the wrong attitude, with the wrong perspective. But after you go through that valley, God will teach you that he's your provider because you will have lived it. And if we have kids, we don't have to speak about that. We know that there's bumps in the road, right? Especially if you're, if you're through the teenage years. There's no better and awesomer thing than to raise kids. And that's, that's God's gift to the world. But sometimes you will have bumps in the road raising your kids, Right? And through that valley, you will learn that God loves your kids, that God has a purpose for your kids, and God has promises for you regarding your kids. No matter what turn your kids may take, the promises that God made to you for your kids and your family are going to hold true regardless. And when you walk through that valley with God, with the right mindset and the right perspective, and you embrace that and you hang on to God's promises, God will see you through. And you will be able, with that knowledge and that experience, to be useful in that area. We can go on with that. I mean, there are so many testimonies in areas where God uses these valleys and teaches us to not only have the knowledge of what he's able to do, but to live it and experience it. Valleys, in other words, is where God moves in our lives. Valleys are where he changes our characters and molds us. Because nothing changes it like the valleys. And, And that is something that... It's hard to accept, but it's it's true. Because if we don't have this, if we don't have this perspective, we can react like the world. If we're not careful to to apply these things when we're going through the valleys, it's very easy to react like the world. Let's show picture number three. When we don't place these things in practice, this is what the world looks like nowadays. I'm telling you, even behind the, the, the doors of, of uh, the mansions of, of Miami, I can tell you that when you go through those doors, this is what you find behind those doors when they don't have God in their lives. Amen. And we can react. We can look like that. That is the face of no hope. That is the face of no faith, of, of no plan, of no God. That is the face of a lost person that is going through a valley. That might be his mountaintop. But he doesn't have God. He doesn't have the perspective of God. And that is what the outward looks like. Imagine what's going on inside. But God's people have to have God's perspective about the issue of the valleys and the mountains in our lives. When we're going through valleys, it's so easy only to see and only to, to be focused on our current situation. But God's people need to have God's perspective. We need to be able to stop in the valley and raise our sights up to God we have to remember that God has a plan with our lives a plan that is eternal a plan where we have many mountaintops. we have God has a destination for us right we are the bride of Christ God is forming a people that he's gonna raise to his heavens for eternal rain and God sees that finish line God wants to take us out there to where we're not paying attention and between here and there There are mountaintops and there are valleys that he's going to take us to. He's going to permit in our lives with the purpose and with the plan that we reach that place that he has for us. But many times in the valley, it is very easy to lose perspective. It's very easy to get bogged down, to get those feelings to overwhelm us and lose perspective that God is a God of eternity, a God with a plan for us, which is not a plan for down here. It's a plan. This down here is only his workshop to get us there where we're going to reign in eternity so if we're able if we're able to capture that if we're able to have a little bit of that perspective nothing there's nothing that we can't go through there is no valley that we can't embrace because we know that we're not living for now we're not living for this world we are Christians we are followers of Christ and we're living for that that is ahead of us that today we don't understand, we may not see, we may not know exactly when we're going to get there, but God is taking us there. So if you're convinced, if you know that you're being led by God, that God is with you through the valley because he's taking you to a final destination, which is going to have mountaintops, is going to have valleys. If you have that perspective, you can have peace in the valleys, no matter what they are. One last verse. Psalm 23, verse 4. And this verse says it all. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, and your rod and your staff, they comfort me. That verse says it all. Even in the face of death, we don't need to fear. And death, death is the last valley, right? After that valley, you're done, right? Everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die right? Nobody wants to go through the valley of death, but we all want to go to heaven, right? Well, you can't jump from mountaintop to mountaintop. There's no skipping allowed. And, you know, we we are all going to face the valley of death, but even there, we do not have to fear. Even in the valley of death, we can have peace, we can have hope, and we will have victory if we're in Christ. Just a few hours ago, I was I was informed that my grandmother died, 102 years old. Just a few hours ago, see how suddenly these things can happen. See how suddenly you can find yourself. I was home at the mountaintop, right? I was home. Everything was super good, and I got a phone call. So from the mountaintop, I went into the valley. Your grandmother died, just like that. But you know, I. I had to live exactly what I was going to share this morning, this, this evening. Even in the valley of the shadow of death, I could have peace. I know where my grandmother is because I happen to be the one that prayed with her to receive Christ with, with her and my grandfather. So when that fear, those emotions come upon you, I, have to, I look up and I see, I see where she's at. I have to have God's perspective on this or else I wouldn't be able to be standing here tonight. But I look up and I say, God, thank you. You took my grandmother home. You gave her 102 years of life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you took her in her sleep. So praise God. Even in the mountaintops, even in the valleys of death, we could have victory. Let's show the last picture. We can have the musicians come up and we can sing one more song when we finish. That is what we need to look like in the valleys you are allowed to stop in the valley if you're walking through the valley and you feel flushed and things are going haywire you are allowed to stop and sit down with God and say Lord I need to refocus my perspective I need to reassure myself I need to spend time with you to know that you are with me in this valley I don't know if you're facing a lion's den and I doubt it or a fiery furnace or a Goliath or a the the Goliath that was up here, or, or a real Goliath, but we have to know that we need to act like God's people in the valleys. That is the point of the valley gate. In the valley, we can be peaceful. We can have God's perspective. We can know that God is with us at all times. So that we can look like this, because if we don't give the world an example of looking like this when tragedy strikes, who's gonna do it? We need to show the lost that we are not going to be led by our emotions, right? We are not going to freak out and be led uh, by our feelings and fear. Even though as human beings we are going to experience those things. But we are going to lead our emotions and we're not going to be led by our emotions. We are going to stop. And it's a decision when we go through the valley. It's a decision that we make to stop and to seek God's perspective. And sometimes we may need help for that. And we could reach out to other brothers and sisters that are ahead of us on the race or have experienced the valley of raising kids or have experienced the valley of getting healed by the Lord. That is why we're here for one another. You don't need to be in the valley by yourself. That is why we're a family. That is why there's leadership in the church, right? So that's another important thing to remember. So anyways, I exalt you and I encourage you to look like that when you're going in the valley and God is with you in the valley. Same as He's with us in the mountaintops. Amen? God bless you.